Amen. You may be seated. I just, I feel like it's a prophetic word for your life, but God gave me this, just this message, and He says, don't hit the pause button. There are, there are times that we hit the pause button. It is we start something, we either lose interest in it or we just don't understand it when we press a pause. There are sometimes we press the pause button because we see something new and we think, I think that's going to be better than what I'm doing. And we'll press the pause button on what we are called to do and then jump on. When you hit the pause button, you don't stop what God wants for you that is still there activated. What you do is you accelerate the time that it comes in you and then through you. I want you to listen to this passage of scripture. This passage of scripture I'm going to read, it is the children of Israel. They spent their lineage is 430 years under the hardship of Egypt. Then they come into the promised land and because of 10 leaders that deactivated their faith and never understood God's promises, kept them there for another 40 years. And then they came into the promised land and all of a sudden things started happening. Things were happening. And this scripture comes in where the children of Israel were divided into 12 groups, like 12 small groups, you can say. And every one of them, God said, I have these promises for you. I got these houses for you. I've got this land for you. And, and he goes, but you are to work together to activate it. And what happened with them is that five people or five groups of tribes that the Bible calls, got their promises and the other seven didn't and they pressed the pause button. So what was happening is one was getting a breakthrough, somebody else was getting a breakthrough and then all of a sudden something happened to them that they paused taking new ground. Listen to this in Joshua chapter 18 verse 3. This is out of our Jewish translation. He says, Joshua said to the children of Israel, Until when will you be weak in coming to inherit the land which the Lord your God of your fathers has given you? There's this phrase that comes in and he goes, he says the word weak. Now have a look at another translation. Joshua said to the children of Israel, How long will you neglect to go in and possess the land which the Lord your God of your forefathers has given you? So what you what you see here is that God is saying, Joshua is looking at it, they put the pause button. It, they, they might have even had, oh look, I've got a legitimate reason why I'm going to put a pause button. There are some of you that are waiting on promises and they haven't happened, so you put your pause button on your faith. You, you, some, you know, sometimes you, if you, when you first get married, you have this amazing picture of a life that you want and things happen, you put a pause button on it. You, you go in the adventure of a job and you're thinking, this is what I want to do. And something happens, you put a pause button on it. S somebody says something to you and you get offended and you 
bring you pull back from leadership or whatever, and then you press a pause button. See, every time you press a pause button, what Satan does, he gives you something alternative to do. But I want you to understand something in the Holy Spirit. When you press the pause button, that doesn't change the mind of God. Sometimes we hit the pause button because we're tired. Sometimes we hit the pause button because, oh look, maybe I got misinformation. Sometimes we hit the pause button because we think we got it wrong. Isn't it amazing the moment you step out in God, things start to go wrong? Okay, am I the only one? You start a business and you've got things and then all of a sudden it starts to go wrong. What happens when you start to move in the things in God, it is the natural things that will speak against you, not the spiritual. So when God comes in and he says, this is what I want from your life, I want you to get it. See, this group of people, they were content with only 60% of the promises of God. And you know what happens in churches? Is that somebody gets a breakthrough and then the person who gets the breakthrough doesn't work to get somebody else a breakthrough. Hello. Let me tell you why I come to church. Would you like to know? Yeah, yeah we know because Ted, you're the pastor, you have to come. Yeah, yes, that's right. But see, I come to church so that I can give, but I come to church to partner with people to get their breakthrough. So when I come to church, it's not just about Ted. I might come in, I've got a need. I might come in. I remember one time I, I, I did something to my back. And I, I was this close to ringing up and saying, somebody, somebody's got to preach. I could not put my pants on. I couldn't bend out. I, I tears in my eyes. And I go, I don't want to go to church. And God says, you have to. And I said, no, I don't. And God said, people need a breakthrough. But, I said, and I, and God was, but God, I'm the one. In, and this is what happened. Is that God said, if you will partner with somebody else's breakthrough, your breakthrough will come. The Bible says we are a body. We are joined together. So therefore it means, is if I partner with your breakthrough, I will get my breakthrough. So you've got the children of Israel here. And they were going, hey, we've... You got your breakthrough, I didn't. Well, at least somebody else got a breakthrough. But I'm here to tell you that the Holy Spirit today is going to unpause your pause button. You, you good? I want you, one of the things we need to understand is that God says, I have already given it to you, it belongs to you. So the breakthrough that you need, it is yours, it's got your name on it. And then God comes into the scene and he says, children of Israel, you have pressed the pause button. The word, the word there is that you, the pause button can be used. It means to cease, to be for, for uh, another word for that is to cease, to consume, to draw back, to fail, to faint, to be feeble, forsake, idle, leave it alone, go downwards, be slack, be still. Be weak. That's the same word. So if we neglect something, you start to put a pause on it. If you neglect your prayer life, you put a pause on it. When you don't start, if you stop giving, you put a pause on it. Hello? See, let me show you something. When we, the reason I all, we, we give in this church, because you can never give without receiving. 
But if you're not receiving, you put a pause, put a, I'm sorry, you put a pause button on it. And when God starts to speak to you, He says there's areas in your life that you put a pause button on. Okay? You might have you, you might be great in worship, but you put a pause button on reading the word. You could be great at reading the word, but you don't encourage anybody. See, what happens is this, is when you put a pause button, Satan comes up and he gives you something else to do. But the issue is this, you cannot put a pause button until it is finished. Now, watch this. Look at Isaiah 46, 9 and 10, and this is how God works. Now, this is how your father works. You good? Agree with me. This is not just a principle, but God is saying this to you. Listen to this. Remember the old days. You know what? When we remember the old days, we think about us. But if you start to remember the old days with God, it's always breakthrough, 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 breakthrough. Okay. For I am God, there is no other. I am God, and there are no other gods like me. So God now is going to say, there's no one like me. And he goes, now, let me give you the defining difference from, from the gods you, you've known to who I am. He says this, from the beginning, I declare how things will end. Watch this. Just put a pause on. No, not good. No, don't put a pause on. God finishes and then he starts. So God finished your life and then he started it. So God didn't start your life and go, I wonder if it's going to work out. I wonder if that person has enough stamina to finish the job. So God finishes you, then he puts you in your mother's womb, and then you start to live. So God says this, you have to have the spiritual mentality that God has gone and he has finished my life, and it is a good life. Yeah. It is an amazing life. I've got my breakthrough. Let's keep going. I, I declare the beginning from the end. From times long past, I tell you what is yet to be, saying, my intentions will come to pass. I will make things happen as I determined they should be. So God is saying this to you. He said, the reason you don't put the pause button on is because I know how things are going to end. We think, well, I'm going to, I've got to have a vision. I've got to have this. I've got to have this. Yes, all that is good. But God says this, unless you have a vision that sees that your end is good, your present will not be a great reality. Are you good? The reason you can put up with a lot of distraction because you know it's going to work out well. Have you ever been on a car trip that, you know, the road gets messy and it's hot, the air condition doesn't work, but you're still in the car? Why? Because you know you're going to get to an end. <laughs> so God is coming up to you saying, he says, the reason you don't pause is because I have already written your end. And God is a good God. And so God comes to us and he says, I want you to put a reference in. I want you to get a spiritual dimension. 
That means this. If you don't know that your end is good, you will say, my life isn't really good now. Oh, that is not working right now. It doesn't matter if it doesn't work right now. What matters is that I am going to hit there. You think about it this way. Paul has a, has a shipwreck. He loses everything. The Bible says for them to survive, they were hanging on to the, just hang in there, just hang in there. But guess what? God gave a promise to Paul. He says, you are going to go to Rome, correct? Yeah. Let's hit it at another level. God tells his disciples, I want you to go to the other side. What happened? There was a storm. Did, did we hear right? Jesus said, go to the other side. Does Jesus want to have a good illustration about disciples drowning? I mean, so Jesus says to them, listen, I want you to go to the other side. And these were fishermen, they're saying, we're going to drown. Things are not looking good. But I want you to understand something. When God writes the end, the power is in the end. And he is there to make sure that you're going to hit it. So our strength and our energy comes from, it might not look good right now, but it will end. How do you, you're good to think, how do you think Abraham for 20 years was telling people he has a child and he couldn't prove it? You good? Think about that. See, we look at Abraham in one sentence. And Abraham had 20 years and then he got it. But every single day for 20 years, People would come up, so where's the baby? Is it a ugly baby and you're keeping it a secret? Right, and you think of this, for 20 years, every day, guess who's looking older? He looks in the mirror and goes, oh, I think the wrong guy just woke up. He looks at Sarah and goes, what did you do with my wife? But what happens is this, now I want you to watch this. Every time that God, sorry, that Abram, Abraham looked at Sarah, he gave her the prophetic word. He says, you are the mother of the nations. See, when God changed their name, he told them, this is the end. And every time he made, they, they, they called their name, there was a prophetic utterance going ahead of them. You... See, one of the things we've got to do is start to declare God's end. It's going to be good for me. It's going to move for me. Now watch this. Look at what, I want to show you the gift. We've got five minutes and we've got great food. So everybody pray now that I speed up. <laughs> oh, look at that. They're excited. <laughs> now watch this. I want to show you the gift that you've got. The gift that you might have put a pause on it. Listen to this. This is Jesus, our Jesus. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And the message translation says this. I glorified you on the earth by completing down to the last detail what you assigned me to do. First thing you remember with this scripture, he's not at the cross yet. But he goes, I have finished it. So in the life of Jesus, he makes this declaration, right? I have finished what you gave me to do. Wow. 
there is a gift called the finishing gift. You, 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 you know, you get, most people don't activate it. It's an interesting thing is when believers don't activate it, is that you start something, you finish it. Come on. You start giving, you finish the by giving. What, what we do, see, it is so easy to start something, but it takes, takes that spiritual faith, that spiritual dimension to finish what God has done. And sometimes we don't finish is because we can't, we, have, we are not speaking our destiny. So what you have this, that Jesus has this gift, correct? But now, let's go a little bit deeper. Did you realize that when you were born again, you received the gift of finishing because of Jesus? Watch this. Romans 8 verse 9. But when the Spirit of Christ empowers your life, you are not dominated by the flesh, but by the Spirit. And if you are not joined to the Spirit of the Anointed One, you are not with Him. So I want you to know something. Everything that was on Jesus, in Jesus, is now yours. You should be clapping. Now, uh, can I just say what you put you? Now, I, I don't want to. Uh, if you're not clapping that you've got it, you're not even clapping that Jesus had it. Because unless there's got to be something wrong. You good? See, sometimes we need to celebrate what's inside of us. Because if I'm celebrating what's inside of me, I'm celebrating God. Because I cannot celebrate what's inside me without celebrating God. Because it comes from God. So when you start to not to celebrate your own salvation, when you don't start to celebrate somebody else's breakthrough, and I want you to this, this is an amazing scripture. I want you to read something to you. In when they, when this passage was written, is transformed from, it went from Aramaic to Greek, now to English. When the when the Greek translated it, now I want you to see this. Now watch this. It's, can you see that on the board? Right. Look. Can we go to the next one? We see. This is an unusual uh, Greek course that can be translated. If anybody is not joined to the Spirit of God, he cannot be himself. Let me just read it to you. And I'll show you, there's a scripture, there's another a Bible that actually says this. Like, like you, you have it in Luke 15, 17. The prodigal son came to him. He, got, he forgot who he was. What's, what's the pause? I have forgotten who I am. So you look at it. He cannot be himself without realizing who is Jesus and what he has given. You can't be yourself. You cannot be yourself without understanding that I can finish what God has given me to do. Yeah, are you good? Once you start to realize... I can finish what God has said to me. I can, I can do what he has. I can, you know what, you, you could, doesn't matter what age you are, you're going to know this, is whatever God gives you to do, you can start to celebrate when others are guessworking. You can start to celebrate with others, I don't know if you're going to make it. I know I'm going to make it, why? Because I have the gift of finishing. Oh, what's this? Let me read it to you out of the mirror version. But 
You are not ruled by the flesh. They just said, what is the flesh? The flesh is what was there before your spirit got born again. In other words, it's your effort. It's what you do. It, 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 that's why the Bible says, you know, you know your flesh. If you get angry at someone because they don't get you, that is the flesh. When you don't want to forgive somebody, that is the flesh. When you are feeling sorry for yourself, that is that. When you want to tell somebody what you're really thinking, but that is the flesh. The flesh says this, I will protect myself, I will get whatever I want, I really don't care what happens to anybody else. See, the flesh says this, I am more important than God's word. I am more important than singing. I am more important than worship. Come on. Do you ever get up in the morning and you don't want to go to church? Or when we go to Sunday morning? I remember sometimes my flesh talks to me. And he goes, Dad, you've had a hard... This is before I was a senior pastor. Dad, you've had a hard day. And the movie went a bit longer than what you thought. And then you had to watch the cricket highlights and that got you to three o'clock. And then you realized the football highlights that got you to four. And I go, why don't you take it easy? You don't have, no one's going to miss you in church. My flesh is going, feed me. My spirit says, Tim, you rule the flesh follows. Now watch this, watch this. Okay. You are not ruled by the flesh. Consciousness, law of works. But by the spirit consciousness faith, since God's spirit is permanently at home in you, anyone who does not embrace their at homeness, homeness, homeless, homeless of the spirit of Christ cannot be themselves. I want you to realize this. Without accepting who you, what Jesus is and what he has given you, you will never ever be the real you. But think about it. You know, people go, I want to find myself. Listen, if you want to find yourself, you've got to find out who Jesus is. And when you know who Jesus is, you get to see yourself. You want to know what Jesus looks like. How many of you want to know what Jesus looks like? One. If you see another hand, another hand, I'll put mine up. I saw the face of Jesus about Five o'clock today. Serious. I saw him. He was shaving. <laughs> he was putting gel in his white hair. The Bible says God's word is a mirror. Correct? So when I look in the word, I should see myself. Think about it. You can go to your friends. Hey, guess what? You want to? I took a selfie. I, I didn't realize I took a selfie of Jesus. You want to have a look? See, see, what happens is this: is we have been taught to look at ourselves, but God says, "I am in you. I am." You, you, when you are yourself, you look in the Word and you go, "It mirrors me." That is why. How can? Okay. How can you say you are not worthy? When you are mirrored after Jesus. 
How can you say God doesn't love me when you look in the mirror and there is Jesus looking at you? See, the world has done, made such a distortion on how we look like when we meet ourselves, we don't know who we really are. I, I remember hearing this story. There was this guy and, he, and um, he just got a job and he was looking for years. But months and months he couldn't, couldn't get a job, lost all his money. And he finally gets a job. So he goes into this men's home where he just rents a room. And, and, and he goes, oh man, you know what? Um, look, I've I got this job. And if I don't get up, I lose it. Can you make sure you wake me up? He goes, yeah. And so what he's doing, he's from Indian descent. And so while he's asleep, they get this white cream and they make him look white. And then they do stuff for him, and then they wake him up. And they go, oh, sorry, sorry, we're a little bit late, we're a little bit late, you need to run to work. So he's running to work, and he gets in, and he goes past the shop front, and he goes, oh, they woke up the wrong guy. <laughs> see, see, you know what's happened? Is that Satan has done such a job on us, when we are introduced to ourselves, we don't know what we're looking at. No, 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 that's not right. The, the guy that I'm looking in the mirror there, he's successful, but I'm not. The guy in the mirror is so full of answered prayer, I don't even know what answered prayer looks like anymore. The guy in the mirror isn't sick. The guy in the mirror isn't broke. The guy in the mirror has breakthrough. The guy in the mirror has a relationship with God. The guy in the mirror is not inferior to God. The guy in the mirror worships, prays, does all of that. But see, when, when you look... In the mirror, you see yourself. But who are you looking at? You're looking at the Word, and the Word says, this is what's in you. And I am here to declare over you that you have the finishing anointing. Yeah. That you, that, so you know what that means? If you ever got the Word and you go, hey, I, I, this promise is mine, you're going to get it. Yeah. The Bible says, though we tarry, wait for it. Abraham, every time he looked at Sarah, and hey, mother of nations. But does anybody else agree with us? It doesn't matter, because when I look at you, you're a mother. And Sarah goes, when I look at you, you're a father. Yeah, so what we have done is because we have a distorted image, we are, we are progressing and we are talking about a distorted image. I am not this. I am not this. No, no, you are what God says you are. And why did he do it? Going back to scripture. God looks at his family and he says this. 60% of my family haven't got their inheritance. What in the world are you doing sitting down? Come on. I'm not going to let you out to have any food until you agree with me. Okay. It's going to be a long night. But see, what happens is this is when I understand I have a finishing anointing, that gives me strength to get up. That gives me strength to believe. That gives me strength to worship. Because I know that I will finish the course. I will finish the course. What did Jesus do? He said, Father, I have finished everything that you have given me. I now can leave. Jesus couldn't leave until he finished. Why are we leaving our promises until they're finished? Why, so you, what, what you, what you do, and I'm going to pray this. 
I am believing that this week, that the Holy Spirit will take you by the hand and lead you to every part of your life that you press the pause button. I got hurt there. And I, and I said, I will never, ever, ever, ever open up my heart again. I pause. I, I stepped out in God, and I, it looked like I was, it was just ridiculous. Pause. I once tried that, and I failed. Pause. I am believing that the year of the open door, what's stopping us going through open doors is we've paused it, we've paused it, we've paused it. And now we're on to something new. And God says, I want you to leave what is not your assignment and come back to what your assignment is. And I just want to finish on this. If you want to know what upsets God, there are a couple of things that you read through the Bible that upsets God. Number one, it's plaguing their sin. It is when you are rebellious. Do you know the other thing that makes God upset? Is when his children, when he opens up a door of blessing in that and walk through. You know that the Bible says the children of Israel, when they didn't enter the promised land, he says he got angry. And why was he angry? He says, I opened the door, but you put a pause button and you didn't walk in. So God says this, what grieves my heart is when I give something to you and you don't go all the way to accept it. So I am believing that there's so much in your life. Some of you need, some of you are going to go to university and you're going to come up on top of your class. I am looking at all of you here. <laughs> God didn't design you as a failure. God didn't design you because he needed a bad example. He designed you to rule and reign with him. And he designed you that you look like him. So when you open up the word, it mirrors you. Like I said, the world's done such a great job on us to disguise what we look like that when we are introduced to who we are, we, we go, I don't, that's not me, that's not me. Stop saying it's not you. I am in Christ. Christ is in me. Whatever he is, I am. It, 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 look, you, you might, it might sound arrogant, but it's not arrogant in the spirit world. It's arrogant in the flesh. Ooh, ooh, right, okay, stand up. Come on, stand up. We're going to pray. And then we're going to pray grace. You good? Yes. You going to finish? Yes. Are you going to finish? Yes. That means that some of you, and I was, when I was praying for this afternoon, if you've ever written a promise, um, if you ever got a Bible, and um, this is what I do, and this is I started doing, is every time God speaks to me, I write it down. And, God's, and I've gone through some things where God said to me, write it down. He says, Ted, you paused here. I go, oh, yeah, I did. You paused here. You paused here. I am now just in my own life, just unpausing, 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 unpausing. Why don't you just lift up your hands? Father, I, 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 Father, I want to thank you that the, the promise of success is not over. Father, I want to thank you that what you have determined for us as a church, as individuals, businesses, married couples, children, Father, the things that you have given us are still ours. Some of you need to know that. You think that you've lost it, that somehow God has removed the promise because of what you may, might have done or not might have done. But God says this, I don't remove a promise. I, what I give, I leave. So right now, everything that God has said
about you and to you still there. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, Holy Spirit, I know here. I know you're here. Holy Spirit, I know that you are working in everybody's life.